0: stay connected sign up for our newsletter go beyond your favorite world talk radio shows visit iradioblog.com
1: the following program is being brought to you on the world talk radio network
2: Welcome to the Self Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon and from sunny Arizona and sunny Arizona's had some rain and we're delighted. We've had a couple more haboobs. Oh, those big sandstorms we've had this summer and then some wonderful, wonderful rain. So it's absolutely gorgeous here again. Uh, the way it generally is except for a few months in the summer. Ah. Uh, Today we're going to talk about how to realize your defining moment and have a breakthrough in your life, whatever that might need to be. And I'm going to ask you some questions. Do you ever think that you might get to the end of your life and have all kinds of regrets about what you could have sh- or should have done? I, you know, I hate would have, could have, should have, but I know that a lot of people have a lot of regrets at the end of their life. I've been in nursing most of my life. I've been at the bedside of a lot of people who are dying and I've heard so many regrets because they didn't follow their dream they didn't do that thing that made them the happiest or made them feel the most fulfilled you know do do you have any idea what your full potential is you know what if you could do and be exactly what you wanted to do and be would you do it now what if you knew you had real talent that was undeveloped would you step out and develop it or would you sit back and be a little afraid of it you know what what would hold you back if that happened you know what if you had a dream of achieving something really big but you didn't know where to start you know would you pursue the dream or would you decide not to take the risk for a long time in my own life I thought I couldn't do anything big because I was from this little tiny town in West Texas and nobody ever heard of anybody in West Texas doing anything but Jimmy Dean made great sausage and he was famous all over the place and I still didn't get it It took me a long time to get over that what would your life look like if you could get up in the morning excited to see a new day because you loved doing what you do so much that you just couldn't wait to get at it? Would that make your life completely different? I think it probably would. Our guest today, Cheney Weiner, is a sought-after authority on human potential and personal development. He's the founder of the Cheney Institute of Human Potential, an organization dedicated to empowering people worldwide in all seven areas of life. And when I read seven areas, I thought, seven? What's seven? Well, it's financial, physical, family, mental, spiritual, vocational, and social. All of them. Covers it all. He helps people discover their hidden brilliance. Do you love that? Their hidden brilliance and uniqueness based on what's most important to them. Not, not to somebody else, but to them. Cheney's inspired millions of people around the world, sharing his breakthrough methods for personal and professional success. His signature breakthrough to achieve, uh, to breakthrough to achieve program. If I say that right, you could hear it right. Breakthrough to achieve, along with his various courses and programs, are the combination of more than twenty-three years of multidisciplinary study. And when you get those CDs that he has to offer, you'll realize how all of his work has paid off in your behalf. His work has been featured on Across America with Montel Williams, Hollywood Confidential with Lisa Gibbons, and Martha Stewart Living Radio and Hay House Radio. Uh, And it is just such a pleasure for me to welcome to the Self-Improvement Show, Cheney Weiner. Welcome, Cheney.
3: Thank you for having me, Irene. I appreciate it, and thank you for having the show.
2: Oh, well, the show is just a lot of fun for me. It's one of those things I discovered a little late in life, but I, I absolutely love doing it, and I'm meeting some of the most fabulous people, yourself included. So I'm going to ask you this. You know, you have a really impressive biography, Cheney, but I want to ask you to give us a little bit more about yourself. Who is Cheney Weiner? (laughs)
3: <laughs> wow, we can do that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but we let's won't. do that. Wow, we won't. Well, <clears throat> I've always come from a you could say a sports background. I grew up. I was basically groomed in a sense to play baseball, but I got involved in all different kinds of sports. And then when I was fifteen, I got involved in fitness and working out. And the interesting thing about that was, even though I was doing it for fitness for health. Even back then, I was thinking, well, what about the other areas of life? You mentioned the seven areas of life. Back at that point in time, I was thinking mostly mindset, family, friends, and career, and school, because I was in school at the time. Mm -hmm. So I I wasn't thinking as much as I am now in terms of all those different areas, but I was still thinking beyond just the obvious, the fitness, the working out. And just over time, it just developed into what it is now. I was went down the psychology route, computers, criminal justice, fitness, personal training, all that stuff. And the interesting thing was that all along, the, all along that path that what I'm actually doing now was there, and as I like to say, it was always under my nose and in front of me, but I was just doing it in different forms. So it just evolved over time to where I'm doing what I'm doing now. But the one thing that was always consistent along with that was this whole notion of helping people find their hidden brilliance, their magnificence, and really what they're here to contribute to the world. Because everyone's got some value to contribute, a tremendous amount of value to contribute to the world. So for me, I love doing that and showing people how to find it within themselves and to discover what like you said they're you know really what they're here to do and what's true to them not what it should be but what they really love to do so that's the short version of my story basically
2: well that's a pretty good story now since we're talking about defining moments you know what was the defining moment that made you realize what you wanted to do with this was there anything specific that you would call your defining moment
3: yeah, this is a great question that actually piggybacks and ties in with what I was just speaking about, because like I said, I got into fitness when I was 15. The interesting thing was, and what got me into that, was watching the movie Rocky. In fact, it was Rocky Two that just ah. came out. So this was, I'm going to give some time frames and ages and all that away. It's 1979. I watched the movie, and I had a little shift there, and I'm thinking, hmm, I'm going to get involved in fitness, because i what I did was, I'm, i i patterned myself off the Rocky character, and as a result of that, I decided I'm going to go out for the baseball team in high school, which was my sophomore year, so I was 15 going on 16, so I got involved with in fitness, I worked out, four months, I got ready to go out for the baseball team, and I went out for the team, and it was three weeks of tryouts, and in order to make the team, you needed to make two cuts, so I made the first cut, and then when the second cut came around, the coach was reading off the names of the kids who didn't make the team. He read one after another. He didn't read my name, and then he stopped. And I'm thinking, it's done. I made it because I, cause I, I did really good. I really did very well. And then he read off my name, and he said I'd make the team. And uh-huh. here is the power in this story. Right after he read my name, And I still think to this day that he read my name off last for this reason. He paid me a compliment that stuck with me ever since. He said, you have more guts than anyone I've ever seen. He said, you go out for the team next year, you'll make the team. Now, in that moment, I'm thinking, great, well, how come I didn't make the team this year was going through my mind. But to put this in more of a proper perspective or context, this was a coach who kind of had his favorites. He was a really cool guy, but he kind of had his favorites. He picked the ones who he wanted to make the team, but the fact that that comment came from him in front of a bunch of kids who I basically grew up with and knew for six years, I was 16 at, at, at the time. Some of them used to give me, I don't want to say picked on me, but kind of made fun of me, but just when he said it, how he said it, where he said it, and under those conditions, I knew a shift had taken place. I didn't completely realize it at the time, but as time went on, I just always kept referring back to that moment, and the interesting thing is I never went out for the team after and After, in fact, I stopped playing baseball after that, it set me down a different path, and just a side note, the interesting thing to that story, his name, his first name was Rocky.
2: Oh, that's interesting.
3: And so, what that ahead. moment did was it set me down a completely different path, because right after that, I started coming out of my shell. I was a... I was pretty shy, but I started getting more social, I started getting more into fitness, which led me down a different path, I started meeting different people, and just my whole skill set, you could say, changed, and that's really led me down the path to where I'm at now, and still, I look back, and this was back in 1981, I still look back on that, as a, I've real that was my first true defining moment, obviously I've had other ones since, but I really believe without that one, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now.
2: Were you aware of it at the time? I guess my question is: Are most people aware at the time that that's a defining moment, or do you get that with hindsight? Yeah, that's
3: a great question, and it really depends based on the person. And some people will know; they'll know that. Wow, something really happened. Others may know. Some people may not even realize it until they really waken up their awareness, and then they start to see: Wow, that was really an important moment. In my case. I sensed something, but to be honest with you, back then I didn't really see it as, oh, my God, this is the moment that's really going to do it for me, but I sensed something. I just couldn't put my finger on it at the time, but as time went on, it was pretty obvious because that definitely sent me down a different path because the thing is, had I, had I made that team, I definitely would have gone out for the team the next year and the year after that, and I would not have most likely be doing what I'm doing now. I'm pretty certain of that.
2: Now, let me ask you this. Uh, sometimes, you know, some people think that defining moments happen just by luck or by chance. Do you buy into that?
3: Well, many people feel that just situations in general happen because of luck. In fact, another way I like to look at luck is the Roman philosopher Seneca. He said luck is preparation, meeting, opportunity. And yeah. Oprah, Oprah has used that quote a number of times as well. And basically what it is, is your preparation of the opportunities that you want to create in your life is your quote-unquote luck. And when it comes to defining moments, whatever that moment is, for you, you know for those of you who are listening, for you, it's, it's really it's the result of what I like to call putting the behind-the-scenes time and effort into it. Because many people, they're not willing to put in time and effort to do what it takes, but they want the results. And if you take a look at anyone over the course of time, no matter who it is, Bill Gates, Donald Trump, Albert Einstein, you name it, they put in a lot of time and effort behind the scenes. And what people don't see that, they just see what happens on the outside and they'll say, oh, he's lucky or she's lucky or any of that. But really, it comes down to knowing your values, knowing what's most important to you, not what it should be, not what it has to be, not what it's supposed to be, but what's truly most important to you, and then having a vision. And been being persistent no matter what comes your way because the universe is going to test you to see if you're ready for taking on those next stages of your life. So the bottom line is we need support, we need challenge, and that's what makes us grow. And that's what really leads to that defining moment. And it's not a matter of luck. It's a matter of putting in that time, that effort, and really being prepared for both sides of the equation as they come up.
2: The thought that keeps coming to my mind is the harder I work, the luckier I get. Mm. Yeah um and when i put in all the preparation you know it's, it's interesting how things come your way and i i you know i wonder sometimes if we would have any of those defining moments if we hadn't put in some good preparation ahead of time whatever that preparation may be and, and it could be study it could be exercise it could be meditation it could be any number of things are a combination uh, to to bring you to that space. Would you agree with that, Cheney?
3: Absolutely, and I guarantee you if you talk to any high-level athlete or any athlete, you know, like the top pros, you talk, like I said, Donald Trump, Bill Gates, you talk to anybody who is appearing to have a lot of success, wealth, they put in a lot of hours behind closed doors. At some point in time, they do that because there's no way can you get to that unless you just... Win the lottery, and even then,
2: and even then you have to buy some tickets. Yeah, you no, know, you have to get yourself to a place that you can buy some tickets. We're right up against our first commercial break, Cheney. So I'm going to say to our listeners, stay tuned. This is the Self Improvement Show with Irene Collin and my guest Cheney Weiner. We'll be right back. <laughs>
1: Tune in to Green with Envy every week for the most up-to-date information about living a green, fulfilling life. With a mix of serious inquiry and engaging humor, host Peter Terweem and his guest experts uncover topical issues and refreshing stories that will keep you informed and inspired. We'll want to hear from you during the live program as well. Green with Envy is broadcast live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on World Talk Radio Variety.
0: Follow the World Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at World Talk Radio. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the World Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash World Talk Radio, or follow along with us at World Talk Radio, the World Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlin.
2: Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Cheney Weiner. Before the break, we were talking about defining moments. And I'd like to ask you this, Cheney. Is there a way that someone can determine their defining moment? How do they do that?
3: Absolutely. And it starts by knowing what your true values are. And when I speak of values, I'm not talking about the morals and the ethics of society. I'm talking about... What is truly most important to you? What's first most, second most, third most, fourth most important, etc.? Because every human being does things in their life based on those values, whatever is going to give them really the greatest advantage over disadvantage in any situation. Whenever, a, you know, whenever someone sees more benefits and drawbacks over a situation, they're going to act accordingly and vice versa. So every human being operates according to that, whether they say they do or not, they do. And when it comes to defining moments, the chances are very high. very high probability. And when you're having a defining moment, it's going to center around something that is highest on those values, something that's most important to you. In my case, my story that I mentioned to you, it was baseball. Back at that particular point in time, baseball, I didn't mention this before, but it's probably pretty obvious from what I, uh, the way I was saying it, baseball was really it for me. I mean, that was the most important thing. Well, one of the two or three most important things back then. So my defining moment centered around baseball. Now, today, it wouldn't center around that because it's not high on my values list anymore. But for someone else who has something in their life that's of high value, it's a pretty good probability that their defining moment is going to center around that. So really, it comes down to knowing your values, having a plan, having a strategy, and a vision of what you would love to be, do, and have in your life. In fact, I'd like to share a quick story. Is that
2: okay? Okay. It's, it's great.
3: I had a woman in my Breakthrough to Achieve program. This was back in February 2009 when she joined. And her situation was she was dating a guy off and on for four years. In fact, the interesting thing was she, from the, she was living in the same part of New Jersey that I was living in.
2: I and, knew you were from New Jersey. <laughs>
3: yeah, I, I was born in New York, but I grew up in New Jersey. But she, but she was living in the same part of New Jersey that I last lived in, which is in the central part of New Jersey. But she was off and on in this relationship, and the real issue that they were having was that she wanted to have children. She wanted to get married and have. She she specifically wanted to have children, start a family with him. He was married, had a child from previous marriage. Oh. He's an accountant, so that was the issue. She was in a sense. Kind of pushing him, you know, I want to have kids, and he was in a way saying back off. So that was really the conflict. So what I had, so her highest value was family, starting family. His was up there, but it was more business and more social, that type of thing. But particularly business with him. So what I did was I had her list the five values, the five, the five things that are most important to her, and I had her list of five things that are most important to him, and I just had her come up with 250 ways where how what she does benefits him and how what he does benefits her. We came up with 250 of them. After doing that, she broke the relationship off and wanted to focus on her business. And then I was following up with her periodically, and then May of 2009, I followed up with her. She said, Nah, I'm not still not in the relationship. And then I'd hear from her for about seven, about seven months eight months she emails me early to, uh, in 2010 February and she said that he showed up at her door that past it was right around Christmas time with a ring and proposed to her and they got married June 2010 ah. now I'm bringing the story up for a reason because for her that was a defining moment and it's centered around at that point in time her highest in fact still is her highest value is family so with her, even though she had other areas of life that were important to her, her hive it was pretty obvious it was family. That's a defining moment when you have someone showing up at your doorstep proposing with a ring.
2: That's a defining moment. Do That's most people moment. that you work with know their values clearly, or does it take some time working with them? Because I find that a lot of people I see really have... they. I ask them the question, what do you value? What do you believe that you weren't told you had to? You know, that, <laughs> sort of going at it at the back door. And, and they don't know because they're so entrenched in the things they were told they should believe, should accept, should, should value, all those shoulds again, that they have a hard time figuring out what they want for themselves. Do you find that as well?
3: That's an excellent question, and I can tell you right now with absolute Certainty on this one that, and I'm being generous in this. That at least 95% of the people, if not 99, it's more like around 99. And I, I know this for sure because I ask this question to people all the time. And I easily, I say between 95 and 99% of the people out there have absolutely no idea what their values are, and it's pretty easy to tell if you do know what they are. If you find yourself either saying or thinking, "I should," I have to, I've got to, I'm supposed to, I need to, or as I like to say, if you find yourself shooting, S-H-O-U-L-D-I-N-G, all over yourself, <laughs> then that's a pretty clear sign that you're not doing something that's inspiring, because people who are not doing things, people who are not living inspiring lives, they, they have Monday morning blues, Wednesday hump days, thank God, it's Fridays, and week freaking ends, they're not doing things that they love, things that they could say this is what i dreamed of doing this is what i'm inspired by doing there's a big difference in that language and it's really interesting because i've asked people this question or you know someone will say to me well i really should be doing this and i casually bring it up and they go wow and I, that's pretty interesting and then 30 seconds later oh i've got to go do this i need to be going to do yeah. to be doing that my point is it's subconscious so i want to make people aware of that because let's face it i was doing that at some point in time Most people do it, and it's important to be aware of that and know and to catch yourself. It's not wrong if you say, I should. The important thing is to catch yourself and say, hey, hmm, what is it that I would really love to do? And then start asking a series of questions to really get clear on it, because you're the most important person in the world. Your family is important, but unless you can take care of yourself, how can you take care of them? So it's important to know your values, and human beings are value-driven. Regardless of if they say, "Well, I don't, you know, I don't do this or I don't do that," watch their actions and listen to their language and see if there's congruency. If there's not, then you know that they're not living according to what's true to them.
2: Exactly. Let me ask you this: Can a person really have a true breakthrough if they don't have a clue what their values are?
3: That's a really good question, and. The best way that I can answer that is that, yes, you can, because most people's values, they're subconscious, and someone may have a breakthrough, and they may not even realize, well, where the heck did that come from? But yet, what's governing their life and what's driving what they're doing is that subconscious part, if you will, and that's really where the values are, because people will act out their lives based on their subconscious values, so someone can oh, say, yeah. yeah, so... It's going to be different for each person, but what you can tell what your values are. Just take a look around you and see what your life is demonstrating. Now, unless you're on track and you have a plan, you have a strategy of what it is, of how you want to transition into a different situation, unless you have that, take a look at your life and what your life is demonstrating, and you'll see your values.
2: A- absolutely, and, and that's the best way to tell, not by what somebody says, but yeah. what they do. Now, when somebody has a big breakthrough and they, they realize that they've had one, they usually get really excited about it. Sometimes they make interesting decisions. <laughs> Talk a little bit about the importance of how to handle a defining moment, especially if it's really highly highly emotionally charged. What do you do with it?
3: Yeah, it's Warren Buffett he, who, who says... I'm paraphrasing it, until you can manage your emotions, don't ever expect to be able to manage wealth. And I like to say, until you can manage your emotions, don't ever expect to be able to manage any area of your life. And the best example that I can give with this one, because it really spells the point out clear, is what happens to people when they win the lottery. And um, I don't know how many people who have heard this statistic, but people who win the lottery, I'm talking the big lotto, the million dollar right. type of lottery or lotto's, the jackpot, 95% of them go back to where they were if not worse 3 years later.
2: And it's usually worse, isn't it?
3: It usually is and people many people do know the statistic or a lot of people know that statistic but many people don't know the dynamics behind why that happens and that happens is because when somebody has something that is really big, and this can be finances, relationship, career, anything that comes into your life, and this certainly includes a defining moment, that's way above your normal functioning, something that's way above and beyond. If you're not prepared to handle that situation, you'll have a tendency to get cocky, puffed up, elated, ecstatic, go around bragging about it, and not being centered. And when people are in those highly, positive, elated type of states, very, let's say, ecstatic, happy, you know, way, way up, the universe will come in and bring something in, some weird event, to balance that out. And if someone is not aware of this they're not going to understand where it came from. So that basically explains, generally, when people win the lottery, that they'll start to do foolish things with their money. They'll attract them, a business deal that fell through, or, the, or this person will ask them for money, or maybe they may get into a so-called accident, or something weird will happen that will undermine what you know they drew into your life, in this case, the money. So with a defining moment, for anyone listening, when you have a defining moment, and it could, again, it could be money or whatever it is, what you want to do is if something big comes into your life that's, like I said, above your normal functioning or beyond, or something above what you've had come into your life before, it's really wise to start asking yourself some questions such as, okay, i got this great thing coming into my life. What are my new accountabilities? What are the new responsibilities? What are the challenges? What are the pains and pleasures, the positives and negatives, that are coming along with this? Because unless you know and are, and are prepared for that, you'll have a high probability of weird stuff happening that will undermine the whole process and that situation will run you instead of you running it. And this, basically what I'm saying here, is what happens to people when, particularly in finances, it's usually in money and relationships because people will have a tendency to get way, way, way up and you will draw in weird stuff accordingly. The way more up and cocky you get, the more weird possibly tragic things that you draw in. So it's wise to be poised and present and grounded and just understand there's new like I said, the new responsibilities, accountabilities that come with this new and wonderful thing that you have that you attracted into your life.
2: And maybe they even need a cooling off period before they make any big decisions that Yeah. And
3: yeah. in fact it's you know, if it's in a case of money, you may want to ask, well what did I do to deserve Having this money come into my life. What did I do to deserve having this new relationship come into my life? And then you may even want to go a step further. In fact, I advocate people to do this. Ask, well, what are, well, what are the drawbacks to this situation? Now, someone will say, well, I just want to, you know, I just got a lot of money. Well, what are the drawbacks? Well, you're going to have people who, who are going to come in, you ask for money, relatives, friends, and just all this other stuff that comes along with it. But if you're prepared, this goes back to what we said earlier, if you're prepared, you know how to handle these situations, you don't get those luck or bad luck situations that come up as a result
2: excellent advice and it brings us right up to our second break so we're going to say this is the self-improvement show with irene collin and my guest Chaney weiner we will be right back
0: find out what's happening on the world talk radio network find out about new shows featured guests and what's up this week Find us on Facebook by searching keyword World Talk Radio. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel.
1: Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health & Wellness is delighted to finally have the opportunity to fulfill the requests of our many guests and listeners to extend the Mind, Brain, and Body experience to a second hour. Tune in for The Lyceum, Critiques of Ancient and Modern Understanding with Dr. Michael Kell. The purpose of this show is to explore and expand upon mankind's continual efforts to explain why we exist. Join us each week as we continue our fireside chats with some of the most remarkable thinkers living today. The Lyceum airs Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on World Talk Radio Variety.
0: The World Talk Radio Variety Channel.
2: Welcome back to the Self Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Chaney Weiner. We've been talking about breakthroughs and defining moments. And so I'd like to ask you this, Chaney, you work with a lot of people who, and, and try to get them to a defining moment, I'm assuming. What do you say to somebody who doesn't know what their defining moment was and they have so many negatives they can't, you know, wade through that to find what their defining moments were? How do you help them with that?
0: Well,
3: it's William James, the father of psychology, he said human beings can alter their lives by altering their perceptions and attitudes and mind. And it's really important to understand that any time any person perceives a negative moment, that they have an equal amount of power to perceive a positive moment and in that same moment. Because your mind can see both at both times simultaneously. The thing is, I mentioned values earlier, people will because of their values, they'll filter out one half and they'll only see the other. So when someone says that they've had too many negative moments, they filtered out one half based on their values, based on that moment, and they're only looking at the other half. Now put a simpler way, people you know, many people in personal development, self help will say, Well, you know, just focus on the positive and block out the negatives. But the fact is that's value driven. So for someone who says that they've had too many negative moments, what I encourage people to do is to go back in their life, go back to any negative moment, and the more of this you do, the better, and go back to that moment in time, that negative moment, whatever it is for you, and look for its opposite. So if somebody was being really cruel to you, who was being kind to you in that same moment, in fact, I gave you my story, the baseball story, it was interesting the coach, who rejected me, he cut me. He also accepted me in that same moment. In fact, I got another really cool story here along this line. I, I had a woman who was in um, a Breakthrough to Achieve program. She has a master's degree from Harvard, and she applied to the Harvard PhD program. She got rejected. She she said she had all the you know all the criteria, all the qualifications. She got rejected. I asked. Her, I said, "Well, in that moment, that you got rejected." I said, "Who's accepting you?" And she was a pretty sharp lady at first. She kind of didn't see it, but then I got her to see it, and she saw that when she got that rejection notice that she had her friends, her PhD advisor, her, you know, her family, also her friends at Harvard, they were accepting her in that same moment. And that's really important to be able to know how to do because what comes out of that is possibly a defining moment that you weren't aware of before. In fact, I'll give one other quick one with me. And this one I hadn't even thought of until not too long ago. When I was five, I was in kindergarten. My mother took me to school. Somehow or another, I got into a fight with another kid. Well, the kid's mother put her hand or put his hand on my head, pushed my head into a brick wall. Oh. In that same moment that I was being beaten and rejected, I had my mother there supporting me. I had the other people who were around, you know, who were in the area at the same time supporting me. Both things were going on at the same time, which is probably why I never had an issue with it. And what I do is I look at all these other moments in my life, and this is what I do with other people in my program, Breakthrough to Achieve program, is I have them go back and look for the synchronicity because you cannot perceive negative without positive and vice versa. They're both there at the same time. But particularly people, they say, well, I've had too many negative moments. Look for both sides because they're there at the same time. And like I said, through that, you may very well find your defining moment, whatever that is for you.
2: But can, and can't a, a defining moment that's very negative have incredibly positive results, like your result with the baseball team yeah. or what you did with that? If you hadn't had that negative moment, you wouldn't have had the positive outcome,
3: Yeah, would because you? Or would that you? moment, I had both.
2: You had both.
3: Except in my case, it was a compliment that stuck with me still. In fact, it's really fun. I did want to mention this because um, it was pretty interesting when you're talking about defining moments. I was on a radio show back in May, and one of the hosts on it, I believe there were three hosts on it, I was speaking about defining wow. moments. And this particular gentleman, he said his defining moment, he started to laugh. and I'm thinking, this ought to be good. He said his defining moment in life was when he was having sex with his girlfriend at the time and of course we all got a chuckle out of it but he was being serious he said you know something he said he was having sex with her and then he just realized you know something she's just not the one for me he broke off the relationship he ended up with somebody else and it turned out well for him
2: well i guess you get defining moments anywhere yeah (laughs) anywhere now, what about these people who carry, on to, carry all this baggage with them, all the emotional pain they've had, all the bad things that have ever happened to them? Some people just wear these like a badge of honor or something. I, you know what I mean. Um, now, does this stop their ability to have real defining moments if, if they're carrying all this past garbage with them? What do they well, do?
3: a really good question to ask is this you were able to go back and start your life over from the time you were born, and you knew that everything would happen the exact same way again, the question is, would you go through it all again?
2: What do most people say to that question?
3: And most people will, I would say, outside of maybe a handful that I've come across, people will say, oh, God, I would change this, I would change this, I would change that. Other people say, I would just change maybe one or two things. Very few say, I would not change anything. And really, to tell you the truth, the correct answer is, you don't want to change anything, regardless of what's gone on in your life. Because the thing is, if you were to go back to any point in time, to a quote unquote so called bad moment, and you were to change that moment, yeah, that might have changed in that moment. But the question is, what's the ripple effect of that? What happens in the exactly. other areas of your life? and you don't know what can happen in the other areas of life as a result of that. So it's, it's really wise to go back to those quote-unquote perceived bad moments or negative moments and look for its opposite instead of living. In fact, you were mentioning earlier about regret. This is why people are living in regret. This question is also a pretty good regret buster because it will really tell you if you're truly grateful, if you're truly thankful, and appreciative of what's going on in your life because a lot of people are carrying around piles of regret that's unnecessary and just really it's a matter of asking a couple of questions and really being honest with yourself and taking the time to look and you can really dissolve and overcome the stuff really in a matter of hours, really within an hour if you really know what to ask and, and you answer the questions and you're honest about it. It's pretty easy to do.
2: Okay, now let me, let me put this to you. I'm working with you, and we're trying to define defining moments. To define defining moments, okay. I can't seem to find any in my life. What would you tell me to look for? How do we go about finding those in, in my life?
3: Well, what I would do is I would have you determine your values, and I would also have you look at your values over the course of time. Like I said with me, it was baseball background (coughs) as a teenager. Now it's not baseball anymore. So with you, I would want to find out, or I would get you to find out what are your values now, what they were back at those different points in time, and then just start going back to moments where you may have perceived as being negative or really, quote-unquote, bad moments, and look for the opposite because you have it in your conscious somewhere, probably buried in your subconscious, and it's a matter of clearing out that stuff that you may not even be aware of, and up comes a defining moment that you might not have even thought of that you had. So,
2: hey, Are defining it, moments and breakthroughs the same thing?
3: They could be. Again, it depends on the situation. I mean, I know with me, I've had breakthroughs in different areas of my life, but I really wouldn't con- consider them... A full-blown defining moment, like my baseball story, but then again, you can have many breakthroughs and have many defining moments. So, it again, it depends on the person, depends on their values, depends on the situation, because it's going to be different for each person. But what's important to know is what to look for, and especially, I know it's a recurring theme here. Be aware of what your values are, because the more in tune you are with that, and the more you're able to clear out the baggage and those past pains you increase your probability of really finding something that you've had within you all along, but you weren't aware of until you cleared it all out.
2: And clarify for us the difference between a defining moment and a breakthrough.
3: Well, a breakthrough would be basically dissolving some type of an emotion that is getting in the way of an area in your life that you're looking to reach your goals. Some type of a challenge. The defining moment is that one moment where things just all of a sudden shifted and a real true moment that stands out. so they could be synonymous with each other <coughs> one could trigger off the other at a different point in time.
2: You can have a defining moment that triggers a breakthrough or a breakthrough that defines uh, triggers a defining moment you could interesting. Okay, once you've had a breakthrough, how can you trace it back to a specific defining moment or a specific event that occurred? You know, It seems that most of the breakthroughs are clear enough that we can do that. Is that a true statement or am I off base here?
3: Yeah, and really what I would do, cause since, and I like to say that every person is the most important person in the world and is worth investing in. So every one of you listening, you're worth investing time in yourself. Take the time and trace back the events in your life, all of them, as many as you can remember, and just look for both sides in those events. But I would particularly do this with the perceived negative events because, because that's what really holds people back. They, they just have this pile of baggage that's sitting there that's not cleared. So if you clear that out, you'll get an insight. You'll get something, and then you, know, you, you, you may not get it in that moment, You may be lying in bed, you may be driving, you may be in the shower, and all of a sudden, poof, up it comes. And then, wow, you know, I've, I've, this is a defining moment, I didn't even know that occurred. Most of the time though, people will have some kind of an idea that something happened. They may not have, like we said earlier, they may not realize that it was a real big defining moment, but a shift took place, and then there's other people who may not even be aware of it until they look back and go, wow, that was a defining moment. So look back in your life, look back at those different events and look for the synchronicity in them and you have a high probability of really finding something that you didn't know was there but it's been there all along.
2: It almost sounds like you could do a little timeline yeah. and sort out some of the defining moments and the breakthroughs, and really look back on them chronologically and and see how they've developed or they've changed. You've changed because of them. Now, I say this from a few years of experience here, but you know, it would be an interesting thing to do. I, I might have to do that myself. That it is. that's
3: and in fact, I've been doing that uh, quite often, especially of late.
2: Ah. So we're going to go to break now. This is Irene Conlon with the Self-Improvement Show and my guest Chaney Weiner saying stay tuned. We're going to be right back and talk more about defining moments and breakthroughs. (music)
0: To succeed in life today, you have to respond well to change and be willing to take chances. On Star Style, Be the Star You Are, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan and her sidekick, daughter Heather Brittany, deliver lessons of success spanning the generations with live interviews with trailblazers, authors, and experts. Join Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany on the Power Hour, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, every Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, on World Talk Variety. For positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio, it's star style. Be the star you are. Never say never, live
3: your dream.
0: The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. are tuned in to the self-improvement show with your host dr irene Conlon. got a question for irene or her guests call into our live show at one 613 1612 that's one 613 1612 connect with irene via email our address is the self-improvement blog at gmail.com now let's get back to the self-improvement show here again is dr irene Conlon.
2: Welcome back to the last segment of the Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Cheney Weiner. We've been talking about defining moments and breakthroughs. And I want to ask you, before we get into the next question, Cheney, to tell us how people can reach you. So everybody get your pen and paper. You're going to want to write this down. How do they find you, Cheney?
3: They can go to com. That's C H A N E Y W E I N E
2: R. Dot .com
3: and they put in their name and email they get a free five lesson training course.
2: Oh that's cool. And these are really worth it. I've reviewed two of his CDs. You can see that on the on the self-improvement blog and and they're really very good. They're down to earth, they're practical. He gives you things that you can do to Um, have some breakthroughs. I would say breakthroughs come from some of what he says there. They're really very good and I would suggest that you check them out. So now, Cheney, you know what our situation in this country is like right now. People are losing jobs. They're losing their homes. There are a lot of people who are really feeling down and out right now. What would you say is the best thing for them to do now to turn this around?
3: Well, you can't be down and out without also being up and in, and basically what that means is whatever area of life that you're feeling down in, look to see where you're also up in, because every human being, this applies to every human being, you you cannot feel down without being up, and you can't even beat yourself up without building yourself up at the same time. So look for that synchronicity, that balance, and to also go in instead of out. Go inward. And... Look to see, you know, where you are up and in in your life. And if you really want some proof of this, just think of, well, let's say those of you who are listening are married. You know, maybe you came home, you were all cocky, you are all puffed up, and then what happened? Maybe the spouse or somebody just slammed dunked you or kind of got on your case, or maybe you came home and you had a rough day at work or just something happened and you really felt down, there was somebody there to lift you up
2: exactly
3: so it's really wise to be aware of this because many times people without getting into a lengthy discussion here people will get into these down and out situations because they've had fantasies of being up all the time and trying to live one-sided lives always trying to be happy always trying to be positive always trying to be one-sided no human being can live that way when you know it's the Buddha said the saw um uh, the Buddha quote, the source of that which is unattainable or that which is unattainable is the source of human suffering. And many people are, st- are striving for that one side and this is what I'm getting at, and that's the source of their suffering, of their feeling down and out. But if you and take su- the time yeah. and look for the, the, the synchronicity, the balance in every event, you won't get caught in those oscillations, if you will, of being up, being down, being up and being mm-hmm. down. So it's a matter of being poised. I love using the word poised. Poise, present, and purposeful. And just understand that there's challenge, there's support. There's positive and there's negative. There's kind, cruel, there's happy and sad. There's both sides. And there's nothing wrong with saying, Hey, I'm happy and I'm sad. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. There's a big yeah. happiness movement that's going on and that actually is driving the depression. And there's nothing wrong with being both having both sides. Every human being experiences both sides. So if you want to really avoid or reduce that feeling down and out, understand you're a magnificent, brilliant, amazing person who has both sides. And I would rather have fulfillment than half-fillment. Half-fillment is trying to be one-sided. Fulfillment is acknowledging that you have both sides, and that's the perfection of who you are.
2: And sometimes the big learning comes in those tough times.
3: Absolutely. In fact, you, that's when they come.
2: You brought up something else that I really hadn't thought of going into, but you know, you say no one is perfect or humans are not perfect. or That's what people say. We all say that. I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. But you say that everybody is perfect. You know, just give us a few words on that.
3: Yeah, everybody is, and everybody is because, in fact, I really kind of alluded to it already. Everybody. But I don't look
2: like a supermodel, and I don't think like Einstein. Well, here's the thing.
3: Everybody is an Einstein. The question is, in what area of your life? Yeah. It may be in your family. It may be in your social network. It may be in your spirituality. It's somewhere. Because when people say, oh, I'm not a genius, I basically tell them that's not true. And as far as the whole being perfect, everyone is perfect because everyone has both sides. And so many times people are trying to get rid of half themselves. And you can't love yourself if you're trying to give it a half yourself. So you're happy, you're sad, you're kind, you're cruel, you're nice, you're mean, you're giving, you're taking. Every human being is like that. And you don't have to listen to me. Take a look in your own life and you'll see it.
2: Absolutely. It,
3: it, it's there. That's the perfection. If anything, the imperfection is trying to live a half Filled life, which most people are doing. I'm interested in having people live a fulfilled life, and there's nothing wrong with being aware and knowing that you have those both sides. In fact, really, this is the backbone behind what I teach, because the source of most people's suffering is they're trying to live half-filled lives instead of living a fulfilled life.
2: Are trying to be somebody else instead yep. of who they are. Exactly. You know, this um, a lot of people I meet don't know who they are because they've believed what's on television or. Yeah, no. and
3: they've injected well, the values of others saying they should be doing this when, in fact, they're not doing what they love to be
2: doing. Exactly. I, I want you to speak to, because we're coming right down to the end here, I want you to speak to something you said that I just find wonderful. Don't let education get in the way of your learning. Well,
3: that's,
2: a, <laughs> that's a whole show. <laughs> I know it is. Every Give person it to us in a nutshell.
3: Every person is a genius. And many times, particularly in schools, because the school has a curriculum and students and people will be labeled according to that curriculum. Well, the interesting thing is your true genius ability most of the time is not measured in school. If your values are in line with that, then it will be. So someone will be labeled a genius in school. If it's not, then they label people as ADD. And really, everyone's attention deficit, everyone's a genius. The question is where is it? Because let's face it, there's areas of my life that I'm add in things that don't interest me, things that really interest me, things I love doing. I have attention surplus order, and I'm inspired to do it. I'm a genius there. And it's the same with everybody else. So in terms of education or not letting education get in the way of your learning, just know and realize what you do best, that's going to be your genius. And it may or may not be in school, but not, not to let... And a structured system, education, get in the way of you growing into the magnificence of who you are.
2: And I could talk for a long time on how the educational system is failing our children, but we, we don't have, we'd have to have a month of shows to get into that whole topic. That's a, that's a big one. Um, I I have a seven year old grandson and he's way ahead of his class and they don't know what to do with him, and he has a struggle with the homework because it's so easy. He does, you know, he it, it doesn't challenge his mind at all, and so he sits there and messes around, and he knows he's doing it, and we get a big laugh out of it. We're not being challenged. Cheney, what are the final thoughts you'd like to leave with our listeners today? We've covered so many. What, what would you like to leave them with?
3: Well, one of the most important things anyone can do in their life is to look at any of the challenges that they've had in their lives. In fact, they don't even have to be challenges, but anything that's happened in their lives, and just say thank you for those moments. Because even if there is challenges that come up, that thing that you may label as horrible or bad or terrible uh, today, a year, five years, a few months from now, may very well be and usually is the thing that you really needed on your journey. So instead of getting down and out, be grateful, be thankful, look for the benefits in those types of situations, and just realize every moment, every person, every thought and idea, a situation that comes up in your life is there to teach you to realize the brilliance of who you are and really to get you to love yourself.
2: Ah, uh, lovely. Lovely lovely thought next week our guest is Tom good we're going to talk about breathe and grow rich self-care to enrich your whole life we're going to learn to breathe correctly <laughs> Cheney, thank you so much for being our guest today we'll have to have you back there's a lot more to talk about on this subject thank you this is Irene Conlon for the self-improvement show saying thank you for being with us today And come back again next week when we learn how to breathe.
0: Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com.